Ah, ten seconds. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> At least we got All a right. countdown. I know, right? Not, yeah, not everybody does that for you. Not everybody. Oh, I feel so. Who shall remain nameless, Jake Cherry. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Kai Rizzo. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make the day make sense. It is Friday, 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 the 25th day of August, 2023. Finally. And I'm Amy Scott. It is great to be back with you all for happy hour, or what we call economics on tap. We are going to do uh, what we always do on Friday. We're going to do a little news. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, uh, what are you drinking? And then we're going to do a little um, guest appearance because uh, Drew's out on uh, half full, half empty. And then we'll get on our merry way. What, Amy Scott, uh, are you imbibing this afternoon, if anything? Well, yes, I am imbibing something. But, I, Good. you know, we have to plan ahead now. And I heard a certain co-host was drinking water. So yes. I went with iced tea. <laughs> There you go. In solidarity, go. man. Let's, so let's, this let's is, have um, a shout out for, 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 you know, teetotaling, for sure. Totally. Totally. And this is, speaking of teetotaling, totally, this is really good. It's um, it's a mountain, or what do they call it, alpine peppermint from Banff National Park, where I had the pleasure to go oh earlier my. this summer. It's quite delightful. Oh, my goodness. How about well, you? Oh, awesome. wait, we already talked about it. But tell me water. about so the water, water, Kai. <laughs> well, it's it's tap water uh, from anyway. It's tap water here in LA. So, just a very quick, <laughs> uh, quick. That's right. Quick pass through the uh, through the YouTube chat. Cutwater rum mojito is making an appearance. Devil's Canyon root beer. Wait, 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 wait. Patricia Lung. So Devil's Canyon root beer. Have you had Devil's Canyon beer beer? Because I talked to the guy who runs that place about making beer from gray water. Uh, and and once I get it, when I get up to San Francisco, he's up in San Carlos. Uh, I am going to uh, have one of his beers. Uh, hey man, tea you can't you can't do that right. story until after how we survive. I'll, I'll see oh, your gray true. water and go one further. <laughs> well, so I, get the I plug in, and then beer. we'll move on. Get the, get the plug in. Yeah, spoiler alert! I tasted some beer made from recycled sewer water. Ooh, was it actual <laughs> sewer sewer as opposed to gray water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, they they don't call it oh. toilet to tap, but. Uh, but it's wow. that's what it is. It's highly wow. treated and purified, and so we'll have yeah, to and chat. Yeah, and it's like because <laughs> right. It, apparently, this stuff is like more pure than pure water, right? It's more pure well, than, than say, the water yeah. we get now. Yeah, absolutely. I, don't have to believe I tasted it. I absolutely. tasted all kinds of water right. this season. Right. It's coming well, out in October, so stuff. lots more you ahead. Get to but do all the fun stuff. We'll all have right. to do a special you, like water economics on tap. I think. What do you What do you got news wise? Oh, yeah. News. Um, so remember that huge Cambridge Analytica scandal five years ago, which is yes. hard to believe. So but, the British consulting firm, yeah. yeah, they got in trouble for collecting personal data from millions of Facebook users without their consent to try to sway voters in the 2016 U.S. presidential election mm -hmm. on behalf of the Cruz and then Trump campaigns. Um Facebook agreed to pay $725 million to settle a class action lawsuit over its role in that uh, event. And today mm -hmm. is the last day to file a claim for part of oh. the settlement. So the Washington Post has an explainer on how you, d you can do this if you want to. Um, anyone who used Facebook between May 2007 and December 2022 is eligible Though, if you're like me, you might be wondering if you really want to share your info with Facebook to get that payment. Yeah, right. Um, oh, wait, you do you have tonight... to? 
those you know well yeah you have to get paid so you have to share i didn't go through the process but you have to like at least share your address and username and all that um which you know i may be paranoid but i I think rightly so um so the deadline is tonight at 11 55 sorry 11 59 p.m pacific time and Janet Wynn, our own Janet Wynn from Marketplace, also has a really nice piece about the value of class action lawsuits, which I oh. thought was really interesting because, you know, from a consumer advocacy standpoint, you're not going to get paid that much potentially. Um, I think money.com right. right. estimated it would be $5 per user if everybody who qualifies submitted a claim, which is not going to happen. But anyway, it's, it's not likely to be a ton of money. But consumer advocates say, like, if companies don't get a large response, then it's kind of easier for them to sort of sweep it under the rug and move on. Right. So, you know, that right. from a consumer, from a corporate accountability standpoint, maybe you want to submit. Yeah. And, and the companies get to say, hey, look, we made a settlement and here's the offer and people didn't want it. So we'll just hang on to the money. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. We got to uh, show them okay. we care. That, All right, yes, what, what to- no, totally, 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 totally. So here's mine. Yeah. It is very much a smash the patriarchy moment. Um, so mm. those of you who listen to this podcast know I'm a soccer fan. You know I watched the Women's World Cup. Spain won. Spoiler alert. Sorry, but it was like a week ago. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, you know, there are people who watch it on video. Anyway, um, so at the ceremony where the Spanish women got their medals and they got the hoist the trophy, the head of the Spanish Soccer Federation, the whole National Soccer Federation, his name is Luis Rubiales, kissed one of the players, Jennifer Hermoso, smack on the lips. Smack on the lips. Not one of those European on the cheeks thing, but smack on the lips. She later yes. came out and said, I didn't enjoy that at all. He apparently, uh, at some point during the course of that day, said, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't have, but it wasn't so bad, blah, blah, blah. There were calls to res- for him to resign. Mounting calls for him to resign. The Spanish government wants him to quit. FIFA wants him to quit. Apparently, they can't actually fire him. He gave a speech either yesterday or the day before in which he was completely defiant and said, not only am I not resigning, I swear to God, this is what he said. She basically liked it. And I just smash the patriarchy. That's all I can say. Heck yeah. Men are Oh my God, it's so gross. This is the guy who, by the way, also grabbed his crotch in celebration. Yes, yes. But apologized for that because apparently it was close to the The Queen queen of Spain. And so therefore he was willing to admit some wrongdoing. Yeah, it's just gross. Come on, It's just not tenable. And now, of course, all the women are like, we're not going to play anymore. You fire him, yeah. we're not going to play anymore, and and more power to him. More power to him. I mean, look, the Spanish team has had many, many issues over men in control and players being upset, and and I I understand all that. That's not what this is. This is just gross and violating, violative. It's a violation. It's just gross and smash the page. Yeah, and it takes That's away from their amazing moment. That was oh totally the, such totally. a beautiful team to watch. I was so Absolutely. excited that they won. Yep. yep. So I'm glad you brought that yep. up, Kai. Yep. So I didn't yeah, have to. It just. It, it it just bum me out. Just bum me out. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, no more bummer. Or maybe there will be because who knows what's going to happen in Half Full, Half Empty. We're done with the news. Quick break. Coming right back. Half Full, Half Empty next. Uh, surprise host, as I said, because Drew's taking the day off. Coming right back.
All right, half full, half empty is the game. Drew Jostad is usually the guy. He is not today. Daniel Shin from Marketplace Tech is in the hot seat. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. And as I say, every time you show up on the air, <laughs> you got to be on the air, man. You got to be. I know, man. That voice. You're you great to hear it, Daniel. I'm doing it. I'm right here, and I'm and I'm ready to uh, all right. throw some topics at you whenever you guys right, are. Ready. Let's go. So, uh, half full, half empty is the name of the game, and the first topic uh, for both of you, Amy and Kai, are you half full or half empty on American malls making a comeback? Apparently. So Kristen Schwab did this story for us on Marketplace the other day based on some data from some real estate consulting firm in which foot traffic at malls is up to uh, where it was like sort of in the before times, like sort of early 2020, something like that. I think it's really interesting because as regular listeners to almost any business program will know, malls have been dying for five or 10 years and now apparently they're not. And I think it's cool. I think it's great. Look, retail is important. Consumers are important. The interesting part, of course, is that malls these days, at least in L.A., are not just, you know, let's go to the mall mall. They are like branded and they are places you go to be entertained. And there's a freaking trolley train in the one that's closest to my house. Thank you, (laughs) California. Um, But I think it's good. I'm half full. Yeah, I would say I'm half full. I'm skeptical, though, that it's really going to last. So we'll see. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of malls that are already dead. Um, True. I would love to see a renaissance because I find the history of the mall and and what it's been for people like socially, um, you know, even fitness wise, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating. So I would like to Mm -hmm. see it come back. I have to say I went to a shopping center, one of those sort of outdoor malls with my mom in Colorado Springs a week or two ago, and I was amazed by the foot traffic. So, yeah, people were out. They're coming back. People want to get out. Good, good. Daniel, number two, please. Number two. New York City is cracking down on Airbnb short-term rentals. Are you half full or half empty on that? I saw this story mm. go by. I don't know the details. It kind of makes sense because of a lot of reasons, right? It takes it takes apartments off the market. It can boost prices. I don't know, Amy. You used to be real estate person. <laughs> I know. I know. Ah, oh, I feel like I can't be <laughs> on like the record the about my opinion one? about this, right? <laughs> Let's say, yeah. I mean. Oh. Yeah, I I can really argue both sides of this. What's the like mm-hmm. cop out version of half empty? <laughs> the cop out actually right the cop out version the is middle. for you to agree with whatever I say, but I tossed it to you because I was copping out. So look, yeah, I think yeah. basically I'm half full, right? Because uh, while Airbnbs are great uh, for a lot of circumstances, they do come with some downsides, and I'm not sure those downsides have been fully explored. So I will say half full on cities cracking down. It's not that I want them to go away. It's not that I think Airbnb is bad. But regulation is not a terrible thing. So half full. How about that? And I will recuse myself as a housing reporter. That's fair. (laughs) There you go. That's fair. Totally fair. Diplomatically done. Number three, Daniel, (laughs) Diplomatic (laughs) cop-out. That's right. Number three, uh, Subway sandwich chain. It's been bought by a private equity firm for estimated $10 billion. I want to know what happened to the $5. That's a lot. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't followed this story too closely. Um, I would say I'm half full because, you know, certain members of my household love Subway and it's nice to be able to stop at a Subway on a road trip and have something that people will be willing to eat. Um, But I don't know about like, are they going to load it up with debt and the kind of usual private equity shenanigans? I don't know. Right, right. That's the question. They They do say it will let them expand more overseas. 
which okay, fine. So you know, I'm okay with it. I'm not wild about it. I'm, I'm, you know, the glass is half full and half empty at the same time. How about that? Boy, we got yeah. a lot of cop outs here today. It's the reason we all got right. this anyway. game, right? <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. That's right. Half full and half empty all at the same time. <laughs> well, I feel like number four may be a little bit polarizing, but um, oh, right. good. Half full or half empty on this? Apparently, LinkedIn is cool now in context of <laughs> what's happening on other social media platforms. I guess. Wow! Didn't see that I one coming. I saw that. I saw that, but like, well, then tell cool. us what the story is because I don't know. Well, I'll say what I saw, and then Daniel, maybe yeah. you can elaborate. Basically, because of the demise of Twitter slash X, a lot of people are posting on LinkedIn instead. And I have to say, I am amazed by the staying power of LinkedIn. I remember how easy it was to like mm-hmm. roll your eyes at it, but a lot of people I know use it. I've even started posting a little because I had professional stuff have that you? I wanted to share, wow. and I didn't know where to put it, where people would actually see it. So... Yeah, I That's mean, cool. So interesting. I don't know, but maybe more relevant. Sure. Yeah. So I'm half full. I, I missed. I missed the transition of LinkedIn from a place where where you put stuff and your resume and your experiences to find a job. It 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 is still that, but also people now use it to post professional stuff and writings and, and all that jazz. And I totally missed that because, in in believing it was a place to find a job, my theory always was anybody who wants to hire me for anything I'm professionally qualified for already knows who I am and they know how to get a hold of me and they don't need my LinkedIn to tell them what I've been doing for the last way too long, you know? Um, I think it's really interesting that it's becoming a place now or it's become a place that's cool because people can use it in a way that is not the cesspool that is Twitter and or Facebook. Well, again, let's not, let's not exaggerate this word cool. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, that's ready fair. to that's go fair. there. That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. I mean, I just feel totally like fair. I can't, I mean, I can't say what's cool. When my kids tell yeah. me they're posting on LinkedIn, then, <laughs> then we right. can talk. Right, right, totally. K-, K-, K. Gilbert says in the chat, "Kai, we're not all on radio every day." Yes, I know that was that was my thing. That's why I didn't I didn't quite get it. Anyway, one thing. Uh, one so thing next I one will, I think. What? Go ahead. Uh, sorry. One thing I will quickly add is LinkedIn has become the way I track birthdays now, as opposed to when it used to be Facebook. So. <gasps> really? really? Yeah. Yeah. So when, oh, when you fire up your computer in the morning or your phone or whatever, do you like go and check LinkedIn? You know, I, I oddly do. It is mostly for the job, but, you know, it is more post oriented as opposed to other platforms now that are becoming more short form video oriented. And, you know, some people just don't huh. want that. They just want like sort of posts uh, from, from people they know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Totally fascinating. Uh, yeah. Okay, next one is, I believe, the. sorry, Amy, did I step on you? We got a little comrade's nope. lag here. Okay. Uh, next one's the last one. That means uh, it is poll time. So Amy and I will, uh, you know, uh, tap dance for a minute or so while you all weigh in on the poll. <laughs> and, and again, no aspersions will be cast for those of you not voting. I get it. I understand. I heard you. I heard you. Uh, so, uh, Daniel, what uh, what's our last topic of this Friday? The last topic, if you're... Uh... I'm sorry, here you go. Uh, half full or half empty on the arrival of pumpkin spice season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
I'm we'll not just sure laugh I need to camouflage my feelings fill on in their this, answers. but let's make sure everybody knows what the what the story is. So I think on uh, let's see, I did it yesterday on the show. So it was Wednesday. Starbucks decided that uh, uh, this week was going to be pumpkin spice latte week for the 20th year in a row. Row rather, they are rolling out pumpkin spice lattes. They are doing it because money not because it's like fall or anything. Howard Schultz did say last year that, that in the week following the rollout of Pumpkin Spice Latte last year, foot traffic in stores was up an average of 26%, which just is mind-boggling. Simply wow. mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Kind so, of Kai, not yes. everyone shares your opinions. Oh, I know. I know. Pumpkin Spice. That's what that tells me. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, so look here. So Jin Peck, full. I had my first pumpkin donut today. Oh wait, it scrolled down. Oh. Had my first pumpkin donut today, and I'm going to have more tomorrow. It's um, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Don't worry, kind of cast aspersions. Here we go. So here's Kay Gilbert is drinking a CBTL pumpkin spice latte drink, which I added rum. What is a CBTL pumpkin spice drink? CBTL. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. So much. Maybe she will. So much. Someone said, is there a candy corn flavored latte? <laughs> oh, wow. That I might try. Yeah. Keep the pumpkin flavor in pumpkin pie. I'm with you there. Right. Oh, Jason It's not, it's not even pumpkin flavor. That's the whole thing. It's just the spices know, that you put in pumpkin pie. I know. Just, sorry, a, right. a, a rare ad hominem attack here. Jason Hildreth, you are dead <laughs> to me. Here's what he said. Bring the pumpkin beers. There, is, there are very few things worse than pumpkin <laughs> beers. Pumpkin spice latte is one of them. That's it. That's it. That's what I got. All right. So everybody knows how I feel about pumpkin spice lattes. Uh, Miss Scott, how do you? You were feel? on the record. Yeah, I would say you've been I on the record on the about record, this. Yes. Um, I I am half empty on this because it's August twenty fifth. I think it's ninety five percent humidity out there here in Baltimore. I mean, I yep. I dr I'm drinking tea, but I put ice on it for crying out loud. It's it's just it's summer. <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh, I'm not man. ready. I, and I, it doesn't totally even agree. matter how I feel about pumpkin spice lattes because I honestly don't think I've ever had one. <laughs> but I, 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 yeah, I, I had one on in the before times. I had one in the before times because Stephanie Patterson, who used to run development and membership at Marketplace, convinced people to donate in order to watch me drink a pumpkin spice latte. And it was That's ridiculously right. successful. So uh, I did drink one, and it tasted like motor oil. Anyway, Marissa says <laughs> in our Slack, coffee, CBTL is coffee bean and tea leaf, so there's that. Oh. Uh, Courtney, you need to hit me up with a poll here so that we can, um, yeah, we can what's, close what's this the, one out. What are the results here? I don't know. Are people I'm on waiting. our side? I'm waiting. <laughs> Let's see what the people say. Last week, the people were with Nova, so I don't even know what to tell you. Don't even know what to tell you. And Nova actually made sure that everybody knew it, too. All right, so half empty on <laughs> pumpkin bet. spice latte, 69%. Half full, 30%. Thank you. The people are with me. 190 votes out of 296 people. Thank you very much for participating. There we go. Daniel Shin, how do you feel about pumpkin spice anything? I've kind of forgotten that pumpkins have existed, to be quite honest. I don't really think <laughs> about enough. them. I don't really eat them much. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair do enough. our pumpkins real, though? I think they are. <sighs> I think they are. All right. Thank you, Charlton Thorpe, for the sting. Good oh, my timing, God. All right. Charlton. We're done today. I am back on Monday. Sam Fields is in for Kimberly, who is still traipsing around the Himalayas. Uh, in the meanwhile, keep the comments coming. Leave us a voicemail at 508-UB-SMART. God, I'm yelling. Why am I being so loud? Or email me or us at makemesmartatmarketplace.org, and we will get you on the pod. I was just being very loud. I don't, maybe Pumpkin Spice got me fired up. I don't know.
Uh, <laughs> It'll do that. It's all that water you're drinking. It does. I know. And now I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Berg Seeker. Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Our intern is Neelafar Shabandi. Drew Jostad wrote the theme music for our game, Half Full, Half Empty. Emily McCune and Antoinette Brock are the team behind Half Full and Half Empty. Marissa Guerrero is the senior producer of this podcast. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital and on demand. And there we go. There we go. Friday, Friday, Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Thank you, Amy Scott, for taking a couple of days out of your busy life and helping us out. Happy to do it. <laughs>